Beautiful. Here we go. Brand new parak. Today's daf is daf kuf hey, page one hundred five, and we're going to pick up on the bottom of kuf dalid amud beis one hundred four b, and we're going to start the thirteenth and final chapter of mesechte of mesechte ksubis mesechas ksubis. All right, here we go. So daf kuf hey is today's daf. We're going to pick up two lines at the bottom of kuf dalid amud beis. Get ready for a beautiful and joyous ride through today's daf. It's going to focus primarily on judges and taking bribes and, and uh, so many beautiful and fascinating ideas that are so applicable to our lives. Let us get going. Says the Mishnah, There were two judges who made decrees in Yerushalayim, which the Gemara is going to question. There were so many more judges that made decrees in Yerushalayim, but we're dealing here specifically with two. What were their names? Admon v'chanan ben Avshalom. One's name was Admon, and the other's name was Hanan, the son of Avshalom. Hanan Oimer Shnei Hanan gave us two specific decrees that we're going to focus on. Admon, and Admon gave us Oimer Shiva. He gave us seven specific decrees. Okay, and that's what we're going to be going through in these Mishnayis. Here we go. Misha Halach Lamdina Sayyam. One of the decrees was if somebody's traveling overseas, the Ishtay Tavas and his wife, he doesn't leave money for his wife to be fed. So his wife um, wants to eat. So what do you do in such a circumstance? Hanan Oimer, Hanan says, we now turn to the top of today's daf, Tishaba Besaif. She could take payment, okay? But she's going to have to swear at the end that she hasn't received any of the money yet. All right, that she's not holding on to any. She's not holding on to any of that money. She doesn't need to swear initially when she's showing up to claim the support to claim the food. However, despite the fact that Hanan was a decree maker in Yerushalayim, these the young Kahanim, um, the, the, I'm sorry, the children of the Kahanim Gedolim argued. On, on him, and they said, She has to swear both in the beginning and at the end. Amar of Daisab and Horkinus, Kedavram. Daisab and Horkinus says that the sons, the Kahanam Gedailam, are correct. She's going to have to swear in the beginning and at the end. And the Mishnah ends off and says, Amar of Yechim and Zakai. Rabbi Yechim and Zakai says, Yofe Omar Khanan. No, Khanan is correct. She only swears at the end. She only swears at the time that she's collecting her Ksuba that she doesn't have anything currently uh, that belongs to him. So this is what's unique. Now, ksuba is different than support. So you might say, what, what shaykh is coming to collect ksuba? What does that have to do with her collecting the support? The answer is, we're concerned that if she came to Bezdin to demand money, maybe she didn't use all of it. And if she's holding on to some of the money now, and, now, and then she's going to collect ksuba, really this other money is meant to be going... Really could be considered part of Aksuba. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have her take an oath that none of the money that was given for support is still in her possession, uh, thereby uh, kind of double dipping on the Ksuba. That's what we're gonna want her to swear about. Okay, that is the end of the Mishnah. We now start the Gemara five lines from the top. Says the Gemara of Ramini, I will ask you a contradiction. We're now going to to ask a question on the very first words of the Mishnah, which said there were two judges in Yerushalayim, Chevra. Listen close, you know what's amazing? We were sitting, before we started today's daf, we were sitting around and we were talking about the history of the city here, right? 
and uh, Reb Menachem uh, Graf here mentioned that he has a uh, jubilee um, copy of Beth Medrash HaGadol Shul from 1933, the 50, the 50, and in there it was talking about Limar Atayra and the importance of, of creating uh, of, uh, groups, people that are sitting and learning. Listen to, this is going back, this is going back almost 100 years, that was the 50 year anniversary of the Shul. Now listen to this, it says the Gemara, don't tell me there were two um, d- decree makers in Yerushalayim. Listen to this. There were three judges that dealt with Gezela, stealing. Admoin ben Gedoi, the Chonon Hamitri, the Chonon ben Avsholom. Kind of give four. Kasha Tlas Atrin, Kosha Gzeres, Agzeles. So, first of all, it's two against three. Our Mishnah says it's two. Here we see more. And also, our Mishnah said that made Gzeros. And here we're listing those same names. As people who were judges of Gezelos. What, which one is it? To which the Gemara says, There's no contradiction about two or three. Of course, there's more than two judges in Yerushalayim. We weren't arguing on that. We're saying two that we're dealing with right now. Things that were in Chashav for our conversation, we're not mentioning. So we mentioned Chanan and Anman. What's the, what's the deal with the change of the Reish and the Lamed? Where really what happened was, it's not a contradiction, these judges specifically were the ones who made the decree, concern, who made the general decrees having to do with financial responsibilities. Alright? What does that mean? Like we learned in a... Right, so... Kitma Natiya. Yeah, listen to this. If somebody's property, call it somebody's dog, went and damages someone else's property. Okay, so after Sukkot, I take a Ravis from the bush in front of Shul, and I go to my backyard, and I plant my Ravis. I put a stick in the ground, and I tie it, I make sure it's sturdy. I'm gonna, next year, I'm not paying for my Ravis. I'm going to get it for free. It's going to grow in my backyard. Okay, two months later, my neighbor's dog comes prancing into my backyard and rips the tree out of the ground. All right? That's the case of Kitma um, Natiya. They uproot a small tree. If he ruins the tree in the first year, he's got to pay two silver pieces. Once it's two years old, it's, it is Arba uh, Kesef. So the Gemara's response over here is that what, what we mean, Gezeros, is these two, there were many different type of judges that made decrees throughout Yerushalayim. We're dealing with two that made decrees specifically in the areas of financial matters, i.e. the one that we just mentioned over here. So is okay? that the tree? The tree itself, if you look at the tree itself right now, is not going to have that value. But since it could produce, it's going to give me aravis, it's going to give me fruit in the future, and this animal ripped it out. So there were guys there, two for a one-year-old, four for a two-year-old. So was it Knas or Mammon? It's Knas because they're looking at the potential which is unique when it comes to Mammon. Usually Mammon you pay only for what was damaged right in front of you. Okay, now the Gemara says like this. This is where I mentioned what the conversation was beforehand about, you know, uh, you know our, uh, St. Louis, let's say, uh, 90 years ago. Says the Gemara of Ramini, that's the contradiction. There were three judges, Admain, Chanon, Vinachon. Okay, our mission says Amun and Chon. That one says Nachum. 
Amar of Papa, Manton and Nochum, Reb Nosson, he, the Tanya, Reb Nosson, Aymer, Reb Nochum, Reb Nosson says that even Nochum is included, Af Nochum Adi, Migaizu, Gzeyesh, Shushlaim, Haya, Nochum Adi also was one who made the creed in Shushlaim, Vlai, Haydu, Lai, Chacham, but the Chacham did not agree. They said that Nochum was not one of the uh, official uh, decree makers in Yerushalayim. Says the Gemara Vesu Leka, all you had was two decree makers or three if you hold Nochum was included. Listen to this. 394 courts there were in Yerushalayim. 394 courts. Rashi says each court had 23 Dayanim. This wasn't a three Dayan Hataras Nadar. All right? There was 394 Bate Din in Yerushalayim, Keneged Bate Kinesias, and opposite them, each one had a shul to go with it. Each one had a shul, each, each had a shul to go, who connected the Bate Medrashas, and a base Medrash. So every Bate Din had a shul, a base Medrash, a whole Hasidus, who connected on Bate Seifram, and Seifram as well. Yeah, they had schools, they had their own schools as well. Says the Gemara. Two decree makers? You know what was going on in Yerushalayim? This is what we remind me of. Saying, do, you know what, do you know what was? <laughs> no, Yerushalayim. Just imagine the glory and the beauty of Kimitzion Teitze Sora. From Tzion, from Yerushalayim, all Taira uh, uh, stems forth. It's beautiful, it's incredible. Yeah? So the Gemara is asking, why you give me a list of two names of people in Yerushalayim? Come on. It was 394 times 23 judges. Plus their Rosh Yeshivas and Rabbanim and all the, and all the, you know, and, uh, and all the Yeshivas in schools. The truth is there were many Dayanim. We know that. It was beyond. But not all of them made decrees. They judged. But not all of them were the ones who, who uh, created uh, direct decrees. Now listen to this Gemara. This is so beautiful, so healthy as to how our judges, who specifically judged in all matters, but in financial matters in particular, this is what's going to be the topic of today's daf, is, is financial judges and how they got paid and when something's considered a bribe or not. Amr Ravasi. View says the name of Ravasi. Those who made decrees they would get paid 99 mana by the community funds. They'd get paid by the base of Mikdash. This way, no specific balabas, no specific person had sway over the judge. They were paid by communal funds, and that was it. 99, everyone got the same amount. And if they didn't want 99, we would add. We would add up their contract. Says the Gemara, what do you mean they didn't want? What does it mean they didn't want? Are we dealing with Rishon? Meaning, are we dealing with greedy people? Are we dealing with greedy people? Says the Gemara, no, no. Ella, Some people, it wasn't enough. Everybody's got their own standards, got their own size family, their own expenses, their own costs, medical costs, whatever it is, tuition. So if there was a, a family of a judge that needed more money, we didn't wait for them to ask. We threw money at them. 
If they didn't want more money, we made sure they have enough money. I want to say something. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. There were certain positions in Klal Yisrael where we forced the people to be wealthy. The Kain Gadol needed to be wealthy. If he wasn't wealthy, Daniel was appointed, we stacked his bank account. A Melech needed to be wealthy. These positions demanded that you had no financial needs. Why does it demand that? So you could be fair and honest. Nobody holds any sway. You, you have everything at your, at your disposal. Nobody, there's nobody who could show up to a, to a, a king. Nobody can show up to Khan and be like, eh, you know, I, you, you'll be better off. You'll be better off if you take my side in the Machlechus. You'll be better off if you treat me. There was none of that. Money was a non... There are certain positions where we have to make sure money was a non-factor. When it came to the Dayanim, we didn't load them up like a Melech and a Kain Gadol, but we gave them 99 mana, okay, which is you know, close to a year's salary, we'll call it. Close to a nice salary. And if they needed more, if we saw they needed more, we made sure there was enough. There couldn't be any Daigas. Says the Gemara. Karna Karna was one of the Dayanim. And what he would do is, he would charge each party that came to him for a dintaira. They would say, $10 for you, $10 for you. Each you give me 10 bucks, and now I can judge your case. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? How could Karna do that? But it says in the Pasuk, you're not allowed to take any bribe. What's he doing taking money from the litigants? Apparently this wasn't at the time where they were being supported by the Truma Salishka. Maybe bribe is only a problem when you don't take from both sides. But over here, because you might come to pervert the judgment. But Karna, keep it the Shakamitavayu, Karna who charged 10 bucks a pop, he's not going to pervert judgment, so it should be allowed. Says Gemara, wrong. That's not either cool. Not good. Just because. Just be, listen to this, Hebra. Just because the judge will not purposely pervert judgment, that allows you to take money? Absolutely not. Listen to this. Vahatanya, yeah. it learned in a price. We're going to quote a pasuk. It says in the Torah, why can't you take bribes? You know why? Hashem himself tells us, Shaykhad, bribery, blinds, what this means is, this is a statement. It's a fact. If the Torah writes something, it's a fact. Our manufacturer, God, says, you are Hashem. See, Hashem saying this person was, is a Chacham. If God is himself saying you're a Chacham, there ain't nobody who's beyond that. Hashem just trusts. He said, you're a Chacham. I said, you could be the biggest Chacham. You are now blind. But I'm going to be fair and honest. Doesn't matter. You're not fair and honest. Imagine a person judging themselves. I'm a fair and honest guy. I'll judge myself. You know, we'll say, you're a sugar cup. You're a lunatic. There's no way. It's impossible to be a true and honest judge for yourself. The reality is, there's, there's the geas. There's bias. Says the Gemara. It says, it says the Pazit. Ma why is Torah telling me if it's telling me don't take bribes so you don't pervert judgment 
I already know that. Harik Varnemar, Loi Sat the Mishpat. Don't prefer judgment. So why can't I take bribes? You can't even take a bribe when you end up poskening the innocent to be innocent and the guilty to be guilty. Even if you end up with the right psak, you're still a problem. You cannot take money. So how can Karna charge each of them $10 even when he's being fair and taking money from either one? Says the Gemara, one second. Why are you calling this a bribe? Hani Mili, you know when there's a problem with a bribe, these words are, you're taking a bribe from each side. Once I hit, I'll slip you a hundred bucks. The other guys, I'll, I'll let you both slip me a hundred bucks. Then it's a problem. But says the Gemara, what happens if you take it as your salary? You want to come to Besden, the Besden charges. It's a $50, $10 charge. The reason why Karna didn't have a problem is because he took it as a fee. That's not a bribery. Says the Gemara, even that's a problem. Just because it's a fee, it's permitted. If you have a judge who gets paid by the litigants, his judgment is bottle. It's not even a valid judgment. You're not allowed to take payment to judge a case. Says the Gemara, Hanimili Agardina. That's when you charge a fee for the psak. If I, char- I will charge you $10 each to give you a psak. Karna, but Karna, Agar Betela Havishakil. You know what he took payment for? He took payment because by being a Dayan, he couldn't go work elsewhere. He couldn't take another job. So it's not a bribe. And it's not even a fee for the judgment. It was a fee for me being here. And not somewhere else. Says the Gemara, nah, that doesn't work either. The Agar Betela Mishari. Really? A payment for... for uh, not being elsewhere, you could take payment for that. Is that allowed? It is disgusting for a judge to take any sort of payment for judging. It's disgusting. But if he did, does give judgment, it's valid, but it's disgusting. What, what, what does that mean? What's the case where a judge takes payment? It's disgusting, but we'll say your ruling is valid. If he's going to charge money for the judgment itself, I'm going to say that's valid. It's not true. It's not valid. So it's got to be, what are you taking money for? Not being elsewhere. And still we say, So why is Karna taking money? He's not a disgusting person. A judge is not allowed to take money. For their time and not being elsewhere. You know what is disgusting? It's disgusting for a judge to take money when it's not clear that he's taking the money for being bottle for not going to work elsewhere. But Karna, Karna, everybody knew that he was a very responsible and capable person that can hold down any job elsewhere. Well, not any job, but we'll see. He had a unique talent. 
the Yavile Zuza, his talent was he would walk around from wine vat to wine vat and he was a wine smeller. See, what happened was like this. When people would want to go purchase wine, how did they know uh, if w- what brand name their wine was, if it was good quality or not? So they would take a personal shopper with them. They would bring somebody along who was an expert and be able to smell the wines and see how, how good and robust and geschmack the wines was. And Carno was a well-known connoisseur in wine smelling. He was able, since it was well known, so now when he was sitting in his Besden, very capable of earning a very respectable salary outside the Besden, so it was clear to everybody, listen, you want Karna to be your fair judge, it's going to cost you money, because otherwise he's got to go get a job. So that's not a disgusting thing. It's disgusting to take money when you're Layotzluch, it's not clear that you can hold down any job anyway. It's not here. So what are you doing? Uh, pay me. It, it looks like you're taking money for judgment. We don't do that. We don't, we, we don't turn Clay Kaidesh into something. Now, into, we don't turn Clay Kaidesh into something that's about the money. Now, by the way, on the other end, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't make sure Clay Kaidesh are taken care of financially. But Lemaisa, you're not allowed to use... Taira and Halacha as a spade to dig with, as it says in the Mishnah. It's not meant to be an a, a, a all-around parnasa. So, so if somebody's capable, capable person, responsible guy, he can easily toll down another job, then there's no problem with taking the salary. Everybody knows, you know what we're paying you for? For not being there. Kihad Ravuna, let's give an example. Let's give an example. No, he also needs money, but he's just not going and doing that. He would say, If you want me to judge you, you're going to have to make sure somebody else does my job of being a water carrier, and then I'll judge you. So this way he was able to make clear to them that the reason why I'm able to judge you, you can't expect somebody to not get paid. and then, and then live. That's not fair either. Okay. Now we're going to get the, the now the the rest of today's daf is going to have a, a, a tremendous focus on bribery and judges in general. Come and see how blind people are who take bribes. When a person has a eye ache, he goes and he he goes and gives money to a doctor to be healed. We don't know if he'll be healed or not. Yet the doctor always sends you the bill. Whether or not the surgery was successful, whether or not he gave you good advice, you're going to get the bill. It's coming. And they're blind their eyes. However, when it comes to accepting bribes, you're actually taking money to be, to be blinded. Tanra, one of the rabbis learned, and so should we, how much more so, if it blinds chachamim, it certainly blinds foolish people. And it perverts the words of tzadikim, how much more so does it pervert a rasha when he takes a bribe? Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Is a tipish, is a fool, or a rasha going to be a dayan? The guy could be the biggest chacham in the world. He took bribes. He's not going to die um, without having a, a blindness 
of the heart. Now what's a blindness of the heart? He's going to lose his power to be able to judge. He's not going to be able to have, to be able to see davar bitaych davar, one matter from another matter. Meaning, you're going to become bad at something. It takes siyata deshmaya to be good at what, uh, at, uh, at what you do. And because Baruch will take away that siyata deshmaya. Bisalif divrei tzaddikim, it also perverts the words of the tzaddikim. What does that mean? Top of Amad Beis, afilu tzaddik gomor v'loikeach sheichad, even a tzaddik gomor who takes, guys, complete tzaddik, but he took a bribe, enoi neftam and oilam beloi tiruf das. Also, will not pass away without being have tear of dust, having what what we'll call a uh, uh, a bilbul, a confused uh, mindset. Person is going to lose their clarity before they pass away. Kiosher of Dimi Yomer of Dimi came to Bavel. He said, "Darosh of Nachem Barkoyin, Maidachsev Melech b'Mishpat Yamid Eretz v'Ish Trumais Yarsena Imtaim Adayin LeMelech Shein Etzorach LeKlum Yamid Eretz Imtaim LeKoyin Shemach Shagronis." Yarsena. Listen to what he says. The, the Pasuk says that a king's judgment keeps the world going, but Trumus ruins the world. What does that mean? If a judge is like a king who doesn't need anything, what does it mean doesn't need anything? When somebody comes to you, it's, there's a distance. I don't want any... This, don't even start. The same way when you show up to the king, the king, I'm going to bribe you. Get out of here. The conversation doesn't start. If a person judges like a king, he's going to keep the world going. But if he judges like a Kohen, he's going to ruin the world. Because the unfortunate reality is that if you weren't a Kohen Gadol, what, how did the Kohanim get by? Completely dependent on the rest of Kali Yisrael, on handouts. A Dayan cannot be somebody who lives in a way like Kohanim. If he's having a difficult time earning a living, and he's, he's you know, dependent on specific people to, to uh, make sure that he's, his salary is paid and things like that. So he's, he's, puzzle, he's a puzzle of diet. He's a puzzle of judge. That's a very sad reality. In, in Europe, the, very, the common practice, how Rabbanim got paid, they, not, they did not receive a salary. That's an American thing. They would move to a shtetl, and the shtetl would give the Rav a job. They'd make him the tailor or the shoemaker, and, they would, and there was no competition. So therefore, anybody who, the Rav earned a simple but respectable salary, and he wasn't dependent on anybody in specific. So no, there was nobody in town who owned, who owned the Rav more than anybody else. It was a very healthy thing. He had a parnasa, and he, people came with Shilas, they came to Shilas. In the meantime, he was taking care of their shoes, and, whatnot, and that, was, uh, that was the parnasa. Abu, Abu the Gabir had the expensive shoes, so he was there all the time. Okay. <laughs> because the expensive shoes are worse. Amr Abba Barab Shila. Rabbi Barab Shila says, If you have a Dayan that even borrows things, it is Puzzle of Medandina. He's Puzzle from judging. Okay? Why? Because if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're a borrower, and again, you're dependent on others, you can't honestly judge them. That's only when, he all, when he's only borrowing, he's not lending. Let's say he's just part of the society. You knock on each other's doors, big deal. That's not an issue. It's not true. Rava used to borrow things even though it wasn't borrowed back and he was the dying. 
He borrowed from them for their benefit, not for his own benefit. Right? You know, if somebody like Rava, his mom is borrowing from this family, they, he must trust their kashras. He must like what they have. So it's chasha for them, it wasn't chasha for him. And therefore he remained fit to be the dying because they were the ones gaining he, and not him. Amar Rava Rava says, My time of the chushta, my time of the shaykhta. What's the reason that shaykhad, bribery, is forbidden? Once somebody accepts a bribe, you become connected to him. And it becomes you. And you can't judge yourself. You can't judge yourself. What does the word shaykhad mean? You become one with the person who gave it to you. That's what shaykhad is. It unites the mitzias, the reality of the giver and the recipient. I just want to share, practically speaking, to walk away with a message for those of us that are not financial judges, is when you give to somebody, you become one with them. If you want to love somebody, you want to care for somebody, you want to become one with Yidin, give to them. You become shahuchad. You become, you, become, uh, you become one with the person. Even if that wasn't your intent, the Torah says this is the reality. This is the Metzius. Our manufacturer says, this is the Kodesh Baruch who made us, says this is the Metzius. But that wasn't it. You give to something, you become connected to it. Amr Papa says, A judge cannot judge on a court if for somebody who he loves. If somebody you love comes as one of the litigants, you are puzzle. If somebody walks into the court that you don't like, you are puzzle. Because it's impossible. You don't even think that you can be impartial. That's not the mitzvah. It's not the reality. says, If you have a Talmud Chacham, that people like them, it's not necessarily because they're such a good guy. This is so gishmak. Okay? Listen to this. If you have a Rav that everybody likes, doesn't necessarily mean he's a good rabbi. You know what it means? It means that he's a wimp. He's not willing to tell people when something wrong is happening. Because there's always something, something wrong happening. The, the Chafetz Chaim once had one of his... I've heard it even from the Chafetz Chaim, Rabbi Saul Salanter, n- name your favorite uh, Musar leader uh, uh, here. Uh, so, but I heard it from the Chafetz Chaim. One of his students came to him who was going to take on the job of being a rabbi in a, in a town. And the Chafetz Chaim said to him, you should know any rabbi that at some point in their career, the town is not ready to fire them, is not a rabbi. And any rabbi who at any point of his career actually can't figure out a way to not get fired is not a mensch. What he means is like this. He means like this. Now it doesn't mean, so listen, if people want to fire, fire. The Chavaz Chaim is saying like this, beautiful. Sometimes, the reality is, not, things are not always going to be great, always. We know that in our lives. So, if at a, at a certain point, you're going to have to crack down on things. However, 
if you're not able to do with enough finesse that people actually start to hate you, you're not a mensch. You have to do it in a menschlich way. When you rebuke and you, and you have to come down on things, it's got to be done in a way where it's menschlich. That's the achrayas. That's the responsibility. And that's what Abai is teaching us over here. Abai says, you have a Tamil Chacham, you have a Rav, you have a, somebody who's, who's there to be an uh, a, a influence of Torah. And everybody's like, oh, great. It's not always because he's a good rabbi. He might be a nice guy, but it doesn't make you a phenomenal rabbi. I used to think, I used to think that all the people of Mechuzah, um, uh, where he was the rabbi, um, they were like me. They had Rachmanasami, but once I became the Dayan, I became judging them. I realized. That uh, some of them like me and some of them, uh, some of them hate me. Kiwan de Chazoi demanded Mechayvle Ha'idna Kazachi Lamachar. I mean, I'm Merachim Kulu Rachmili and Mistu Kulu Sonili. Yeah, he said. Listen, some people hated me for the week and then they like me the next week and vice versa. Okay, so his idea was that as long as you're being fair, sometimes you'll rule in favor of one guy and the next week you'll rule against that guy, and sometimes it's going to be uh, sometimes going to be the the other way. Ultimately, it's, and this is a beautiful message, which is, it's, it's expected for people when things aren't going their way to be upset. And it's expected when things are going their way, are going their way, for them to be happy. But realize, gamze yavar, this too will pass. Things are, you have to allow things to be stages. Some people have a tough time with that. There are people... They, something happens to them mm-hmm. and that they define everything by that week of a relationship you had and you can't do that you can't do that we're far more complex and we're much deeper than that we're much deeper than that it's not about as, as the saying goes most people that hurt you did not, are not out to get you they're just in it for themselves and it's a true, it's a true statement that they're not out to the. This is what they, they just can't see beyond their own nose. They're too selfish. They can't, they can't see. So there's there's moments and spaces in people's lives where they're going to say something hurtful. They'll do something hurtful. It might last a minute. It might last an hour. It might last up. It might last a week. But the mice, you have to realize it, it, it's also going to pass. Bez Hashem, they'll like you next week. You, you have to allow like the, these things to to play out. Ton Rabban of the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis of Sheikh Lesikak did not take a bribe in a Tzarek Leimar Sheikhat moment. This is certainly, listen, the Torah to tell me not to take a monetary bribe? Certainly, of course not. You can't even take a bribe with words. You hear this? Even with words. Which we'll explain in a moment. Since it doesn't say, don't take money, it just says, don't take any bribe. Says Gemara, what's a bribe of words? Hey, he dummy, shaykh advar. How do you take a bribe with words? Shmuel was was crossing over a bridge. Also, Gavra, he met a guy, Havle Yode, and the guy let him lean on him as he was crossing over. Amarle, Maya Virtach, no, what do you do? Maya Virtach, what do you do? What do you, how do you earn a parnasa? Yep. Amarle, you know, you know the joke. There's a, there's a tailor that gets hit by a horse and buggy. He's laying on the ground and the EMT runs over. And he says, well, we called 911. We called 911. 
Don't worry, they won't worry, they're coming. So this Taylor's lying on the floor, and this, this EMT's looking out for him. He's, you know, he's like, no, are you okay? You're comfortable? He's like, yeah, I earn a living. I earn a living. Yeah. You're comfortable? I earn a living. All right, an old Jewish joke. He says, Maya Virte, what do you do? What do you do? So he says, Omar Lay, Dina Isli, I have a, I have a judgment. Omar Lay, Psalm Dina. Well, I ain't going to be the judge. I'm not the judge because you, you've been helping me. Did the guy give him a penny? No. But he was nice to him and he let him lean on him. He supported him. So he says, I can't be a judge. We're sitting and judging a case. Parach Gadfa Areshe. A feather flew and landed on his head. Also, who God Shokli, somebody removed the feather from his head. Amarlay, Amemar said, Maya Virtach, what do you do? Amarlay, Dina Isli, I'm here to, for a judgment, and he's going to be in the Bezdin of Amemar. Amarlay, Psalm Dina. I can't judge that case. Marukva have a shadi raika kame. Marukva was walking, and there was a, a uh, there was spit that was on the floor in front of him. Also, Gavra Kasye. And it wasn't a good-looking spit. And somebody came and covered it over so that Marukva shouldn't have to see it. Okay. Amar lei, Maya Virta, what are you doing here? Amar lei, Dina Isli, I'm here for a judge. I'm here for a judgment. Amar lei, Dina. You did me this favor so just so I shouldn't have to see this disgusting uh, spit. That's enough of a favor to passel me, to forbid me from being your judge. Listen to this. This, is, this story is beyond. There was a sharecropper. Now, what's a sharecropper? This is why there's beyond. An artist is a sharecropper. Now, what a sharecropper is, he, a sharecropper works for the owner and takes a percentage of whatever the field produces. That's his salary. Okay? That's his salary. So, who owns... The field, the owner. Who owns the fruit? The owner. The sharecropper kind of has a yard, has a right to claim some of the fruit because he's going to get a percentage of it. So Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi had the sharecropper. Now, the sharecropper would bring Rabbi, Yossi, Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi, fruits from his own field on Arab Shabbos. Yumachad, Aisei Leib, Hamishu one week he showed up on Thursday, a day earlier. Why are you coming on Thursday? Why not Friday? You should bring me fresh food on Friday. I had to come back from the field anyway. I have a judgment today, and the Bezdin was open on Mondays and Thursdays, remember? He said, I'm coming into the city anyway, from the field. So I figured I'll bring it a day earlier. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Shmuel, would not take the fruit from him. Omar lay because he said to him, I'm not taking the fruit. Not only that, I'm puzzled to judge you. He was the leading judge in the town. He says, I can't be sitting on your case. So he, he uh, got a pair of other rabbis to take this case on. And they, uh, and they were going to be the Dayanim, the judges for the sharecropper. But how did the cause of Asi, as Rabbi Shmuel was walking by, Omar, Yeah, he's saying, by the way, you, you want to, you should say this. No, say that. Say this. In his mind, he's like coming up with all sorts of things that the sharecropper can really say to help him out to be matzliach in his judgment. So Omar, he said to, he said, There should be such pain 
to those who accept bribes. I didn't even take the fruit. He brought it to me a day early, my own fruit. And he brought it to me a day early. And I said, I'm not taking it. And I'm asking on the court. And still, kach, this is what happens. My mind immediately goes to, you should tie to this, tie to that, come with this claim, come, come on, you gotta get this, you gotta, you know? How much more that person actually takes a bribe? How much more puzzle And we're dealing with shklat, straight, yashras, the straightest, most erlich of people. And he says, this is the Metzias. This is the reality. Yeah, this is the reality. We spoke out in, uh, in Shul. We spoke out in Shul, the uh, part of a parable, just to say this uh, shortly, where uh, there is a Misa with Rabbi Grossman, Rabbi Yisak David Grossman, Migdal Amex. He was collecting money and he walked into uh, a guy's house. The, the big fancy mansion, the door opens by itself. He goes in. The guy's sitting on the couch watching a boxing match. And he was a orangutan. He was so involved. Apparently he, had, he was a wealthy guy. And he had bet on the match. And he's like, hit him with a left hook. Hit him with a, you know. And then finally he noticed Robert Grossman. So he like apologized. You know? There's more to the build up of the story. But he apologized. Robert Grossman says, no, no, you don't understand. I have to thank you. You just taught me how the Rabbani Shalom views, how Hashem views us when the Yitzhahara comes at us. We're fighting. We got this match. Yitzhahara's coming at me and I'm coming back. And the Rabbani Shalom's sitting on the couch and he's like, tell her, get him with a left hook. Get her, come on, go get the Yitzhahara. He's, he's there rooting us on. Yeah, he, he, he wants to make sure we're going to be mother. He's hoping, he's yearning that he's going to win this bet. Right? That he, he's, he's, uh, he's going to be Matzliach. That's what Rabbi Shmuel is seeing over here. Rabbi Shmuel is like, when you feel connected to something, we're one with the Epishter. Us, the Torah, Kaddish Baruch Hu, we're all one. So of course Hashem is rooting for us. And this is what happens when a person uh, gained, uh, receives anything from another Yid. You naturally become connected and you want that person to be, uh, to be Matzliach. To be successful. Another story. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Elisha, I see Leah, who gave her Rabbi Shmuel Bar Elisha, I'm sorry, there was somebody who brought Rabbi Shmuel who brought the first, um, the first uh, sharing of the sheep, yeah, to, to um, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Elisha, who was a Kayan, yeah. Amar Leah, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Elisha, where you from? Amar Leah, me don't pluck, I'm from this city. Why don't you bring it to the Kayan in your city? I was coming to your city anyway, wink, wink. And I figured, you know, once I'm here, I might as well give it to a Kayan here. Well, I ain't going to be the judge on your case because I, I'm a Kayan in this town. And he still didn't accept it. Because you're, he's not, even if you're not going to do that, you're not allowed to accept something that is connected to a bribe. Instead, he, he uh, appointed a couple of uh, Rabbanim, the Ketonile, they were judging him, but the cause of Aussie is going back, he's passing by. Omar, if he wants, he can say this, Omar, and if I would have taken it, it would have been mine, because this guy can't even use the Reishas Hagez. This belongs to the Kayin, you give me what's mine. And this is what happens. How much more so a person who accepts Sheikhar. Ravon and Isaiah Gabra Kansa the Gildoi the Gildoni de Bay Gully. There was somebody who brought Ravonon, we'll call it a plate of herring. Yeah. He brought him gilding a fish. 
gilded in a fish. Amarle, Maya Virtach, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Amarle, Dina Isle. Yeah, I'm here to have a dinner. Like call me He says, I can't take the I can't take the sushi. I can't take the heron. Amarle, Pasun Lachladina. Amarle, Dina Damar Laibina. Kabul Kabamar. He says, I don't want you to be my judge. I just want I just want to give you a present. I don't even know why your mind's going there. I'm not here to be judged by you. Please take the fish. The law um Kabul Kabamar. Because I don't want you to stop me from uh, from offering my bikurim. I have a mitzvah to bring bikurim. You don't want me to bring it, but uh, it has to go to the kayan. The kayan eats in eaten in Yerushalayim, so that's what I'm here for. How could you not accept it? I have a mitzvah to do. The time we learned the price of ish ba mibal shalisha v'yavi leisha alikim lechem bikurim esim lechem sairim v'karmel. What it means like this, a guy came from Baal Sholish and he brought it to Elisha, all this bread, and it's called it Bikurim. And the Gemara says it wasn't really Bikurim, but he calls it Bikurim because the same way you bring your first fruits uh, of, this, of the Zion Minim, the seven species of the Beis Amikdash, a person who brings an offering to a Tamil Chacham, it's as if he was Makar of Bikurim. So he says, you're a Tamil Chacham, I want to give you Take it. Don't judge me. Just take it. He says, listen, I don't, I, I don't want it. But now that you told me the reason why you want to give it to me, okay, so now, I'm permitted to take it. Because it's clearly nothing to do with the judgment. So he sent to Nachman, could you please judge this guy? I can't judge him. If Rav Anon sent this guy to me, it must be that in some way they're related. Now, he thought physically related, but now they're really emotionally related because he received the gift. Why is Rav Anon doing it? There was a, uh, a story of Yasimim that was in front of Rav Nachman at that time, meaning there was on the docket, it's called? Yes. On the docket, on the schedule, yeah. there was supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, at 9 a.m., from 9 to 12, there was supposed to be uh, a um, uh, case having to do with orphans. And Omar, but instead, Rav Nachman said, top of tomorrow's daf, hi asay, v'hai asay, asay the covet Torah adifa. I'm going to push off the judgment of the orphans because this guy is related to Ravon. It's a, it's a cover It's greater. So he told the Yosemim, your case is going to be at 12. I'm going to put this guy first. He took up this guy's judgment. When the other guy, the other litigant, saw that the case was being pushed up because of cover for the other guy, you understand? Istayim Tanise, he he lost his uh, ability to claim, and the judgment got perverted because he was he was he was too flustered and too intimidated when a twelve o'clock case gets pushed ahead of orphans to nine o'clock because this other guy, and again it's all because of a thought that maybe they were related, and that's why Ivan didn't want to take on the case, and the whole thing now perverted the, the, the whole thing perverted. Because the, the, the guy's scared. There's intimidation now. 
So he, he, he doesn't have any more, of his, uh, any more of his claims. And the whole original thought, this is what's amazing about this Gemara. We're not done. We'll have to pick this up. Uh, we'll pick up uh, from here tomorrow, Mertzashem. We're not really done this story, even though there's two dots. But, what's, but uh, what the Gemara is letting us know is, even when no bribe is taken, and there's no intent, and everything's clarified, but something was handed over, one thing leads to the next, and ultimately, a perverted judgment came out of it. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Blessed, we'll pick up from here tomorrow night. Uh, get the nacht, everybody.